I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, the only advice uh, podcast that's funny. The rest suck. Uh, no, that's not true. But thank you so much for listening and for understanding that this is not, if you're new to the, to the show, this is not clinical advice. This is people giving distinctly unqualified advice uh, and catching up with each other. But the advice thing, if you need serious help, you need to go to a professional uh, or, or, or real help. This is, we give advice based on our lives foibles. So it's experience. And so it's for fun. And uh, with that said, I'm going to stop being unfunny and, and clinical and introduce my guest. Um, an old friend of mine, uh, Bridgetown co-founder uh, with, with, with myself and Jeopardy champion, Andy Wood. Andy, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. It's great still to doesn't... see you, man. You too. Congrats on fatherhood, by the way. Oh, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the best. Are you uh, now? I have to ask. Are you in your in your desert bunker oasis? I'm in my new desert lair. Yes. Which pe <laughs> people think people find out I moved to the desert and they find out about Jeopardy. I was like, oh, you spent those Jeopardy bucks. Like, no, I moved out here a year no, ago. <laughs> you unrelated. You're, you're... You're one of those guys like Dave Lyons who like owned property way too young. You know, oh like one of those things where you were God. like, you know, like, like, and I say way too young, just I'm making fun of, uh, uh, I'm being ironic with myself, you know, cause I didn't own any until I was like, I think probably at least 40. Oh, I feel and, like, and, a, and, yeah, I feel like a hateable boomer, even though, you know, we're about the same, <laughs> about the same age, just because when I was 26, I just made a lucky dumb call and and bought a house in Portland when that was cheap. And I wasn't making a lot of money, but like houses were just so cheap back then and interest rates yeah. were so low. And that's I mean, Dave got one in Michigan around that same thing. It was one of those things I probably could have with my waitering money, you know, in 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 Portland or or Michigan. Certainly not in Chicago where I lived at the time, but uh it was just it I always always like most people that age had that fear of the permanence of buying something. Oh, I, mean, I, I never had that. I was just like, I'm wasting rent money. Why wouldn't I? Oh, do good for you. <laughs> no, because I it took me so long to get that into my thick fucking skull that like, you're, you're better having your money in a property than in the bank. You know, if, yeah. you, can, if you could, if you don't need to get at it, if you right. have a nice chunk that, you know, uh, it's, it's uh, like jumping straight into advice here, which is going to sound awful to people who are like, yeah, it's not as accessible as it was. But you know, right. if you can, Real estate is almost never a bad, especially compared yeah. to like a car. I would give that advice. If you don't yes. have the money to buy your car with cash, don't buy that car. Right. That's my only life financial advice. Mm -hmm. No, I would, I would absolutely agree. And uh, I think the, the, the one thing that does depreciate is, is like condos lose value, oh, okay. you know, cause it's, it, it's just so privy to speculation and stuff. And, right. uh, but yeah, in terms of like, a house, even kind of a shitty house with some just some land or something. It's, it's you know. usually even if it just maintains its value, you can write off the interest. So yeah, hey, huh? <laughs> See, look, at, we're already getting into advice. Uh, I, uh, I, I, you're one of those people who, uh, like I've I've always known to be such a fun, kind dude, but also uh, so fun to make fun of. Like so <laughs> many of my my nicest friends, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm referring, of course, you came along. 
to with with other friends to my bachelor party in wine country, which is what you do when you're 42 and you're getting married. Um, and and uh, we got in the habit because you were the best looking guy there of yelling "fuck you, Andy" at you, and not nice, not cool. I'm sure it wore on you, but to your credit, when we were deep in our cups late one night and listening to music in the stereo, and you came outside with a ukulele and everyone screamed it, and you went, "I earned that. That one I deserved." That one I deserved. But, but then didn't I do a pretty passable night moves on said ukulele? You did. You did a great <laughs> job. Better than that guy we bribed at the winery. We are throwing oh, I fucking I forgot 20s about that. Out. Yeah. Because yeah. I, think, I think Lyons hadn't, hadn't slept. I think he, him and like Burns stayed up all night. The rest of us went to bed and then we went to wineries. And so Lyons rolled out of bed, still lit. And I remember <laughs> we went to, uh, we went to uh, that... That by the by the second winery, I think we only went to like three, or maybe four. The second winery, Dave Dave was talking to Dave Holmes was talking to Lions, and then he goes to me when Lions walks away and goes, "Your straight friends can't handle their wine." Hundred <laughs> percent true. Was that at the uh, Har- the Harley Davidson themed winery? No, <laughs> that was uh no that oh that one with all the the collection of of Italian motorcycles and scooters yeah. that was awesome. No, this was that one that looked like a, a James Bond villain lair. Everything oh, was like right. stainless steel, and and I remember uh, the wine there. It was Temecula, so they're known for kind of sweeter wines, which I just do not dig. And this guy, I was like, oh, I'll try the the rosé, and he gave it to me, and I took I took a sip, and it it was like Kool Aid, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not. I don't think that one's for me. And I didn't, it wasn't like I bought a glass of wine. I was like, oh, um, can I, I think I'll just, I'll take a glass of, and I was going to buy something else. And it's like, I guess I'd call him like a 20 something wine bro or something behind the thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he's like muscular, like kind of yoked, a tattoo. And he was so offended that I didn't like the rosé. He was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let someone else take care of you, man. And he like walked away and I was like, uh. Was he supposed to just choke it down? I didn't like it. I'm yeah, sorry. The, t- the Temecula Rosé bros are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> territorial. And just prideful for no reason. Just, what? Well, if someone doesn't like what you like, that doesn't make, make them bad. Like, come on. I want to see like a West Side Story street fight between the Rosé bros and the Chardonnay crew, just like snapping their fingers. <laughs> Flicking the cigarette. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I, uh, I wanted to talk about the Jeopardy thing because people are, I'm sure, you know, curious. Um, but I, I really got a kick out of when you, you, we, we, you're part of our trivia group that we do every, you know, couple weeks. We all go to trivia online. People in, uh, in Massachusetts and you're in Palm Desert. You're in Palm Desert. Uh, right? Joshua, Tree. Palm Joshua, Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree. Yep. Cool. And um, other friends in the Valley and, and we're in LA. And my and and Hoffman in Portland, and um, we were all just texting each other about blah, 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 you know, um, are we doing this? When, when's the next one? La la la. And you were like, oh, check me out on Jeopardy tomorrow. I was like, wait, <laughs> what the fuck? Because I didn't know, I hadn't heard anything about it, and we were all like, oh, awesome. But you knew for weeks like how you did, right? Two months, yeah. Two months, yeah. yeah. Then you and you can't you can't obviously say anything because you you know, the, 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 the PDA and all that jazz. Um, what is it called? What am I saying? No, Pete, it's a, you know, the public of display of affection because <laughs> you're, you're making out with people in public. Right. Uh, no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. NDA. And, uh, yeah, I, 
I, I remember when Kyle and I were, were close captioners for the hearing impaired, we would do like, we'd, we'd do like Hell's Kitchen sometimes. You had to sign mm -hmm. all these forms where you had that weird thing in your head where you're like, I could just tweet out who won Hell's Kitchen right now and get or, sued for get sued for $10 million. <laughs> or kind of, isn't there some like Vegas bookkeeper, who, book, bookkeeper, bookmaker, bookie who would take odds on Hell's Kitchen, I'm sure, and you could go- They do uh, odds on everything, so yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I really get a kick out of my, my degenerate gambler friends because they'll be like, I'll be like, what's this, what's the line on this, on the Super Bowl?" And, uh, like Bill Burr, Bill Burr, I was talking to, and he was like, he was like, he's like, uh, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I got, I got uh, money on, uh, what color the Gatorade is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I went green, you know, like it's just, I, who knew that anything you could bet on, they'll take. They'll yeah, I think a line on it. I haven't done this, but my my podcast co-host Matt Kirshen has used. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called PredictIt.org. It's where you can place money on all kinds of stuff like that. It's just oh, life wow. things, current events, kind of things. Oh, I almost wish I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, sorry. Like <laughs> that's that's the kind of betting I would really I would enjoy. Like my, my yeah, friend Justin. We will get to Jeopardy, but my friend my friend Justin uh, from Trivia, he uh, he had money on how long the national anthem would go. <laughs> because the the people always bet too long and um it's it's evidently it's a faster song than people realize and this year that artist uh her who who did it she went super long and he, and he was like i just text her he's like fuck <laughs> just blew it by the way i forgot congratulations are also in order for your super bowl spot that was amazing oh that was thank you yeah so cool everyone's calling me miracle bro uh <laughs> thanks everybody i should be killed no that's uh that was one i was kind of i they they it just it was like a godsend because my because all my shows got wiped out from covid last year so with the exception of like some residuals kara was floating the boat you know for 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 us and it was like you know I, i'm a stay-at-home dad so i'm doing my part but you know there's that part of you that's like fuck man i really want to i want to earn i want to help yeah. And so to just get a job that big at the beginning of the year, that was like, you go in then you, you, you're like, it's all online and then, then you get a call back and then the director wants to see you face to face, but all these, you're, you're spaced out in a room and there's just you and everyone has a mask on and, yeah. and then you get it and they're like, oh, and it's for the Super Bowl. You're like, what? <laughs> so it's like, it, it's. It, it it was great. It was great. Was, I was so lucky to get that. You shot it the yeah. first of, the first of this year or last year? The, no, this year. Oh, that's this so year because so recent. Oh. Yeah, totally. Just, just a couple weeks ago, I shot it. I shot that, and then I did a, a one day on uh, Blackish. I have like a kind of recurring character on that, and in the space of like ten days, I got tested nine times for COVID. So it's like wow. But I was talking to a couple sound guys, and they were just like, "We're we're they're they're listening to some." meeting on their on one of their phones but uh before we started and i was like you guys listen to rush you know just fucking with them and I'm like what no and they're like they're like you know it's the union meeting and sure a union meeting is literally the opposite of listening to rush yeah but but he uh he said that um uh there there was the covid uh uh guidelines are in the business and union shoots are more rigid than that in hospitals right now like i mean i believe it I, yeah. similar for jeopardy it was such a bonkers thing like uh you know having to do your own makeup because 
because no one oh, wants yeah. to touch you. So there was a there was a makeup guy in in a full like, hazmat suit and holy shit. And he he did a little like pre-show touch up with the powder puff. Then he put that in a plastic bag, put that in a Ziploc bag, gave you that, and then the rest of the day it's your job. Every commercial break, uh, he comes out, stands ten feet from you, and points at parts of your face that you then have to do, do this with this baggie at your feet at your podium the whole game. So, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's so yeah. Uh, you, and you did, but you did it two months ago. So that was obviously still in the thick of, of yeah, COVID. September. Yeah. And it, which September, I didn't even know if they were doing scripted stuff. I think they were maybe only doing game shows for the, and for the most part. It, it know, seemed pretty early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I was really surprised. Like I knew I'd gotten in the contestant pool as of like May or June, but I was like, I don't think they're going to shoot this coming season, especially with Alex's health combined with COVID. I was like, they're not going to have a season. Yeah. And in August, I got the call. It's just amazing. That's insane. And how did it was just a, like a producer just called your house or called your cell phone? Yeah. And said, are you free in three weeks? And I almost had to like cancel my only um, trip I'd planned of the year, which I guess I shouldn't admit to. Whatever. I went back to Michigan to see family. I got tested beforehand. Judge it's, me if you want. I, dude, I, I, flew to, I flew to Portland under the, uh, the guidelines of an uh, epidemiologist that we Zoomed with. Like mm -hmm. my, my wife's in this kind of like, uh, industry mom group and there was a woman on there whose dad out created the guidelines for california and mm -hmm. she was like would you do a zoom for the group and just talk about travel and he just went through exactly what to do and how to and it was like you know now i won't say i never i've never felt safer we had a newborn but it was like right. we also drove across the country at one point and we didn't really we had never interacted with anybody besides you know the behind the glass of like a hotel a thing gas station and that gas station but that probably was more unsafe than flying because yeah. the planes circulate the air so much yeah I, I can't speak for like spirit airlines or frontier <laughs> but I, <laughs> I mean i've definitely done some uh some fantasy kayaking uh i mean kayak.coming uh during during the yes. uh, the pandemic of like oh what if i could and you see like a spirit flight for 200 dollars to nicaragua i was like that's an awful idea but what a price like well i could oh, go and... oh, well look at that deal <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so true. I, oh man, uh, 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 Kara, Kara has a client that's, that's like living there with his husband and who's, who's, he's shooting on the, the Lord of the Rings thing for that they're shooting in New Zealand for Amazon. So he gets to live in fucking New Zealand right now where they oh. can just walk around massless and go to a bar. I'm just go to bars. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Go, to bar. <laughs> go, go inside with anyone. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I would love to go to a bar, but like, you even take alcohol out of it for the first time. Just could I just stand in a room of people with no anxiety? Yep, that would taste as good <laughs> as a cold one without totally. a doubt. But, okay, yeah, so, you, so you get the call, yes. and you're you're you, you you you. Let's start. Like you have a podcast called Mostly Science, probably science, probably science. Sorry, yeah. and uh, I've been on it. It's a blast. And so you, I mean, you and Matt are both very smart people, and you're you're. You're you're nerdish about things. <laughs> I mean, like we all are. Yes. Yeah. But. I think. Yeah. If you, I was gonna say if you met me as a kid, but even now, whatever. Yes. I would. It's everyone tries to take that word back or or just appropriate it because it's cool now. But it's like no, I was like a real deal, like into origami and old time radio shows, weird nerd kid. Like yeah, not yeah. not 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 at the cool kids table. Um, and then I was an engineer in college, and uh, I guess I've always been a trivia fan. I don't know what the right word is, but um, no, I, tried, I tried out for Jeopardy, the team tournament 
27 years ago and didn't Whoa. make it past the first round. And so I sort of put that out of my head as a, as a possible thing. Like I, I wasn't mad at Jeopardy, but I was like, uh -huh. okay, that's, that's not for me. And then it was only spring of 2019 when an Alex announced his cancer diagnosis. I was like, yeah. oh, I thought he was going to retire soon. I can't believe he right. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to try to get on before Alex retires. So that was what like spurred me to start doing the online tests and stuff and see if I could get back in. It's probably good that I, that I didn't do it for 27 years because I acquired more knowledge that uh, yeah. I saw more Jeopardy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I, I, I agree. And I, I was I was never not to not to be not exactly like this, but I think of that where that Simpsons where they call Millhouse a nerd or Bart calls him a nerd. And he goes, I'm not a nerd, Bart. Nerds are smart. Like I, I would find, like I was much more of a dork than a nerd. You know, like I was always kind of right brain, terrible at math, liked science, didn't really understand it. Uh, but um, to your to your point about trivia, I always did love like Trivial Pursuits. I'd rather play Trivial Pursuits than Monopoly. Yeah. You know, or Scrabble. And everyone else wants to play those other two things. Yeah. Not, Monopoly's you know. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Who enjoys but, that? Yeah. Being, being being a capitalist shitbag and not even in real life um but so you 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 went to the show you killed it you won four times yeah so i was on five games and yes. weirdly that was all one day because they shoot a week's worth of episodes in a day so Whoa. yeah that was like that september 9th was the most bizarre day of my life Oh my God. You're in this room, that room being the Wheel of Fortune stage, which they used as the green room because the, the green room at the Jeopardy stage was too small COVID wise. So we're all sitting in yeah. the audience area of Wheel of Fortune, staring at a tarped over wheel, um, hearing from this lawyer, they have like a third party lawyer who's there to keep everything on the up and up, you know, in the wake of the quiz show scandal of the, I guess it's been like 60 years now. Um, you know, all game shows want to have things very, um, uh, what's the word <laughs> not safe from scrutiny or from legal things so there's a, there's a lawyer who's like i'm going to draw two random names for each episode and then i'll call your name you'll come up and be in that episode um and and they wanted us to stay and watch there was no audience because of COVID, but they wanted the contestants to be in the audience just to have some sense of oh, like wow. there being a crowd so like you know even if you're not in the episodes or if you've already played and lost we'd appreciate it we can't make you but if you sit in the audience and i was like oh this is good i'll get to watch a couple games That'll like get, you know, I'll become familiar with it. Then I'll get called. But then the first, she's like, okay, for the Monday game, we got, and she called my name. I was like, I'm going to lose. <laughs> I'm going to lose in the first game. Then I'm going to have to sit here and watch four more games. <laughs> I was so convinced I was going to lose that first game. But um, I just lucked out on the final Jeopardy. I was behind. And the guy who had, who the reigning champion, who I guess, I, I've, I've since gotten into the Jeopardy subreddit and I've gotten into like the nerdery of tracking people's performance. And there's a thing called a Coriat score that tracks someone's performance without taking into account amounts wagered on daily doubles. So just like how many did they get right, assign the dollar value on the board to that. So you can sort of do like apples to apples comparison of player quality across different games. Yeah. And like he, in his two games, I think had the highest Coriat score of any player to not win more than one game. So like he, he, he was Whoa. dominating, but he just didn't bet big on his daily double. Like he was really conservative oh. and then just happened to get the final jeopardy wrong. So I, I just jumped past him at the last second. You can see the surprise on my face. Cause I had become resigned to losing that game. And I was like, well, I didn't do horribly. This was fun. Yeah. And then no, Alex, I remember that. Alex says my name and I'm just like, what is happening? This is yeah. 
the most bizarre day of my life. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and and you, you to your point about daily doubles, you bet big on every one. Like I mean, all that's four of those games. Yeah, I knew this is like the only time you get to be on it. So I was the day before I was hiking Runyon, listening to any podcast I could find that had a past contestant on and listening to like James Holtzauer and Ken Jennings talk about strategy. And yeah, you just have to look at that as not real money, but just as, you know, chips, like a way to play this game. Yeah. And you got to bet big, like th those daily doubles are the best. It's like the putting money behind the pass line at the craps table. It's best odds in the house. Yep. It's uh, And you're already... You're already like, uh, a, a, obviously a smart cookie. There's no, there's never a Jeopardy where someone's like, I don't know any of these. Like, it, it just doesn't exist because it's Jeopardy, you know. So you might yeah. as well, you know, like, not to be fucking self-help Johnny, but bet no. on yourself. Like, you, you have to. You have to go. I'm gonna f probably fucking know this one. If you've gotten to that point, you've gotten past three rounds of 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 already proving your worth trivia-wise. So, like you know, I've I've been almost any contestant left to their own devices, playing a board with no competitors, could yeah. get 75, 80% of the questions right. Like it's most of the questions are just not, I'm not gonna say they aren't that hard, but like they're gettable because you are at that point. So right. a, da a daily double question isn't inherently harder. It's just, you know, a randomly yes. assigned. So just bet on the likelihood that you're going to know that, which is very mm -hmm. high. So, well, and I, I, it was fun to fuck with you when, uh, I, you got that, uh, Ozzy, Ozzy Mondas. Oh uh, my one. God. Because I don't know how to say that word. I, I mean, it's like, I guess I do. Cause I saw Watchmen and I knew, I knew the poem before that, because just because it's yeah. that quote, yeah. That's badass when you're a kid. It's really cool, yeah. And you're like, uh, you know, and you're and you're like, you know, that that's kind of po poetry stands out stands out in your head from English class and shit. But I was like, I don't know how to say. It. So you were like Ozymandias or however you said it. But you said it maybe a little off. But I didn't even know. No, like, it, can't believe you fucked that name up. Like I don't know how to say that word. It's you such know? a perfectly stupid thing to fuck up because yeah, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the HBO show, so I can't be like I've only read it. I have seen it. Why I messed it up though is I was writing for this show for Sci-Fi a year ago called The Great Debate, which is oh, this yeah. nerdy panel show. People debate, you know, like who would be worse to work for, the Joker or Darth Vader. Oh, I love stuff. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and and uh, one of the producers, Jody, who's a just died in the like a nerdier nerd than I, with more like comic book cred. Um, he would pronounce it the way that I said it, and there would be these fights around the office. He's like, "No, it's obviously." Wait, so I would have said Ozymandias. That's what he would always say. Oh, Mandius yeah, is also just looks more like Mandius. I don't know why I would. Yeah. But Jody just got in my head, so then I just I said to Alex, "Who is Ozymandias?" Or I, mean, I don't know how to say it. Like I said that as I was answering it. I was like, I don't know this nerd shit. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, yeah, they don't care about pronunciation or spelling so much. So it's still kind of... That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Alex was, I'm sure, a mensch. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. Great guy. I mean, people are always like, did you get to pal around with him? I was like, well, no, for reasons of like impartiality, you can't, of course. You know, they can't play favorites. So there's no like real chummy downtime mm -hmm. stories. But, um, you know, he's obviously just a total pro. Everyone makes fun of him for for being like short with people sometimes, but um, he's got like, you know, three seconds to try to like yeah. wrap up, do this transition. It's like that kind of gig would be so hard. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. juggling yeah. all those dynamics, being, uh, you know, graceful and having that poise. But also my friend, Alex Schmidt, who uh, a fellow podcaster who was also a Jeopardy winner. Oh, yeah. Um, he talked about this and I was like, oh, that's a great point. Like the conversation he has over the credits that you don't always hear is like the weirdest, 
there should not be a conversation between those four people at that moment. Those are the four people who would not want to be like, he's yeah. navigating this conversation between one super pump person and two probably opposite of pump people who yeah. also are not big fans of the pumped person right now. But Alex yeah. has to give them all this, um, this moment with him and, and yeah. navigate being like, being like a host at a dinner party with sworn enemies or something, you know, it's yeah. like that's, so that skill in, in navigating that, mm -hmm. that's, that's probably, got to be the hardest thing to do five times a day that he yeah. did for 35 years or whatever. So, yeah. Well, I remember being in, God, where was I? Some tiny town in Texas when my wife and I were driving back from Massachusetts and we were in, you know, uh, like a, a, a Mexican restaurant that was like about to close. And this, this, this old woman is making me enchiladas for me to take back to the hotel for me and Kara. And I was, I had a CV on and I was like, I was the only person in the building besides whoever was in the kitchen. And like, there was a thing on, on, on Alex and his, his battle with cancer and how he was like, and he, he was, he had this grace about his terminal illness where he was just like, he's like, I have no fear about what happens when I die. None. Of course, I'm very sad for my family and the people who will miss me but I have had a wonderful life and I can't ask for anything else. And I feel fine. And it was just like, wow. Amazing. He, you need a guy like that to do that. That can be like, yeah, I'm just going to be short with people. I, I hope they don't catch feelings. I can't slow down to reassure them. I hope they understand that it's all in good fun. I think everybody, even when he's just like, He's like, nope, the blah, blah, blah. It, 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 there's a party that's like, man, like he's just busting your chops a yeah. little bit to keep the act moving. You have yeah. to. And it's, and it's this perfect, he doesn't overdo it like that. You know, you are the weakest link where all it is is mean. Right. Like right. he's not a mean guy. And no. I'm not saying his link is bad, but it's just fucking cartoony theater. Gimmick for that know? part of it. Yeah, it's a yeah. gimmick. Yeah. Whereas it's Jeopardy is it. Jeopardy is like forever. Jeopardy. You can watch in any language and it can, yeah. it's, it's that thing that you gotta, it's, he just lands it. So it's just it's great. The, the professionalism is just so amazing to me also because I don't have that in me, you know? So it's like no, respecting, so, respecting skills in someone else that are your biggest weaknesses. Not that I'm, I mean, if someone wants to hire me, I'm totally professional, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, his, his professionalism. I mean, like in those five games, I think he only retook a question one time. And that was because he wanted to make an edit to the writing of it on the fly. So yeah. he didn't need to do any pickups. Just like everything is just total pro. Yeah. He was in there at like 5 a.m. or something every day to review all the games. Like he just Jesus loved the game. Christ. He loved that That's show. That's so dope. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you got those four. Like, so I feel like you, I, I feel like my, the thing I've still never topped is, 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 I was the last guest on Letterman in 2008. And it's just like, cause he was such a hero of mine. And like, I, the fact that I did well and he got, I got, he had me over the couch and I made him laugh. And then. That's and they amazing. Kicked, they kicked me out into an alley, but they did it with everybody. <laughs> And that's New York, baby. But uh, that, I, I feel like, not that I'll be like, I'll never top that, but like, I probably won't. And that's fine. Do you, do you have that feeling about Jeopardy? Oh, 100%. There will yeah. never be a day in my life like September 9th, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then also being kicked back out onto the street outside of the Sony mm -hmm. Culver City lot and driving home. And in your case, at least like that night, you can be like, everyone watch this. In my case, it's like, okay, two months of silence. And then- yeah. And then people will see what just happened. Yeah, so uh -huh. it was so bizarre. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I don't know how there would be a high, a high higher than that. Um, but uh, it, yeah, I, I, I'm fine with that being my peak because it was pretty so great, crazy, That's so great.
it was so fun to see. It's just like it's you know, I I just so fun to to root for you and be like, fuck, he made it. Then see another one. Then he made it again. And it was like, you know, when you when you finally lost, it was like I was like, oh, I was just like, what? Like what? There was no disappointment that I felt. I was just like, God, Same. he came so fucking far, dude. Holy shit. I mean, you know? another. This is the craziest. No, it's all crazy. But one of the many crazy things was that the person I lost to is a friend of mine, Charlie Fonville, who I've worked with on shows. Yeah. And he and I joked that morning, like, I hope, because uh, we had we had run into each other at the COVID test a few days before, and a producer heard us talking. And they're like, okay, we have to have you sign this waiver to make sure you guys aren't on the same game together since you know each other. And wow. so I assumed they were going to have one of us move tape days, but we were both there. And we were joking before any of the shows started, like, I hope one of us doesn't like run the table the whole day, then the other one won't, won't get to be on. And then I kept winning. And, I, <laughs> and there, there were alternates the producers could have, brought in i mean could have used who were at the ready but i'm guessing by the fifth game they were just like i don't want to have to get an alternate up to speed we'll just put charlie on plus i don't know how yeah. you would even there's no way you could even really like game it you know you, there's no way you could cheat with two people i don't think anyway so and, and nobody no i i think jeopardy is a game of you know my brain against yours and that's why i'm here i'm not here for the money yeah. it's not like you know that 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 whole scandal with like who wants to be a millionaire then in england when that days those people got gamed it there was a whole there's oh, a whole I don't mini know about series that. on it it was oh. fascinating because there's a whole network of people that would like uh uh they get someone on there and they would have people in the studio audience that would like cough the number or oh. whatever like that and because it's only one guy right you know and so but they were like they figured it away it's kind of like they couldn't really do anything about it because they couldn't really they they never set that up to be illegal or something like that. So, yeah. But as far as Jeopardy, you're never going to have two people going together and one guy will be like, all right, I'll guess wrong. I'll take a help fall. you maybe win. It's yeah. just, there's no. You know, Even if you I, wanted to do that, I don't think there's a way that you could do that as a way that helps the person anyway. So like, but yeah, right. it'd be stupid because it's a once in a lifetime thing and you're obviously a, a trivia nut to yeah. be on there. So it's, yeah, you're, you're, so. you're there, you're there for, you know, sure. Ba bragging rights, but also like the, the excitement, the, the, the juice of just like, Holy fuck, it's jeopardy. Yeah. Know? And also by that fifth game, and I'm not at all blaming this for why I lost Charlie bettered me. Like he was so, I don't think he missed a question that day. And he was also so fast in the buzzer, but I'm I mean, also, it was my fifth, fifth game in as many hours and yeah. it was the end of a very long day my left oh leg, man my left yeah. leg was going numb from sciatica i was trying to like shake it out during commercial breaks oh, so God. i could feel my leg again like i had back surgery a year ago and it's still not yeah. great to be standing up for six oh, fuck, hours dude. straight so i was just like well, i'm glad I'm you lost so ready to go home <laughs> yeah I, I mean i guess the day was over anyway i was gonna go home but i was kind of yeah. like what a fun way to go out to have my friend beat me and that's awesome that's awesome yeah yeah well, good, man. It seems like you're doing good. You're, uh, you look good still. Thank and, you. We got the uh, matching like salt and yeah. pepper beards going. Uh huh. Got to do it. Got to have that. Got to have that. Uh, that uh, uh, trying to look rugged dad look. Um, but uh, let me ask before we 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 do we bring on the the calls. Uh, as you know, I don't hear them first, so we'll these will be we're we'll be you know together with it for the first time. But uh, do you get people that ask you advice? And do you get more people, if 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 any, since Jeopardy? Definitely more since Jeopardy than ever in my life. Yeah, okay. people who also want to try out. And I'll just tell them, for the most part, watch other Jeopardy episodes. That's the best way to study for Jeopardy. Yep. So, yep. and Ken Jennings says the same thing, but just learning 
the the show how they structure questions and and the same topics tend to come up a lot but mm, before okay. that i wasn't uh wasn't a lot of people's source for advice i'm trying to think of i guess with bridgetown maybe yeah people would want to know like how to get into bridgetown which is sure. a thing i'm glad we don't deal with anymore that was the least no. fun part of it is like yeah. i don't know send in a funny tape like i don't want to be a gatekeeper for this thing but uh, yeah i know that, that 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 was that the tape watching was the most brutal to be like, yeah. not you, but you, you know, yeah. and then I would come, I would be on the road and I'd come across these people and be like, yeah, I applied, didn't oh. get in again. And I'm like, okay, man, I didn't see your tape. I don't know. You know, they were never salty, but yeah. you know, it's somewhere, somewhere. Some, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never, not, not to my face. I'm sure yeah. I, there was a certain, you know, uh, it's, I, I still feel like sometimes outside, outside of the Portland Mercury, uh, or a Portland press is like kind of eh about me, which I get it. I'm not a megastar, you know, or anything, but really? you know, it'll always be like, it'll be like someone's show is coming up and it'll be like a bunch of sentences. And then and Mercury will write something awesome. They're really cool. They like my stuff, but then other places would be like, uh, uh, you know, Portland Rays uh, comic Matt Bronger returns this many dates, you know, like oh. that's it, right. been, which is cool. <laughs> but I was thinking about the other day and I think it's maybe because they, I had that festival with you that I was in every single year with the exception of one. And they think maybe like I profited off it when I didn't ever because A, that'd be stupid. And B, I did no work. I, I watched tape <laughs> and asked famous friends, you know, that's like, a lot. Me, that's was, very important. To know. <laughs> true. True. But you know, it's, it's that thing, but of course that's probably just me projecting. I so think so. I don't, I don't think they're but, thinking that much about it. But in the end, yeah. But in the end, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm, I'm so fucking glad we did it, man. Oh, that, totally. That was, uh, it was the coolest thing. So, I, you know, really, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, that New York times thing where they have 37 questions that are supposed to make you bond with somebody. Like if you want to really get to know somebody, you answer okay. these questions together or I rather it wasn't developed by them, but it was sort of this article where they published that went viral a few years ago. Um, I just happened to be looking like looking at that. And one of the things was like, what is your proudest accomplishment or uh, the thing that you're most okay with being your legacy? And as much as that day of jeopardy was the most yeah. crazy day of my life, like, the thing I'm proudest of in my life is, is Bridgetown. Like thinking yeah. about 10 years of that thing and how important oh, yeah. it was to so many people. And yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I think about this clip of, <laughs> this is funny because people called it summer camp for comics. And that's why so many comics were bummed. They couldn't go. Cause like yeah. you might get industry attention, but you'll have a fucking blast. Right. That's the point. Uh, but there, <laughs> remember this, I don't know. I've never really thought about this exact and I'll say this and then we'll go to the first call. But uh, Paul Newman, had that summer camp for like at risk kids and kids who didn't get to go to summer camp and things. And it was this giant thing. And he's just out there like Paul Newman, like, you know, 75 or whatever he was. And like, uh, just, just looking at the kids and smiling and like a reporters with him. And he's like, so is this, this a bigger deal than uh, any, any of your acting roles? He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, way bigger, <laughs> way bigger. Yeah. Bigger than your food empire. Yes. Like he's getting like he's Obviously. getting tired of him. Right, right. Shut up. Yes. Look yeah. at these look at these happy kids. And it is, I feel like you and I are like that. We'd watch all these young comics just having such a good time and having this laminate that validates them. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it did for me the first time I was in a festival, like, look, it's real. I'm a comedian, you know. But like, you know, we had that and we we're watching them have this fucking blast and we're having a blast with them. So it's like that's that that'll always be 
such that would be part of us all the time. So that's, yeah, that's like awesome. Ten years of good vibes, at least one weekend out of the year. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I've just randomly got high fived on the street by twenty somethings through it. Just, right. They don't say anything. They're Portland cool, but they're like, you know, that's sweet. Great. But that's um, great. okay. So that said, uh, good vibes. Uh, Renee, roll the first call. Hey, Matt, this is Mary. Um, so I recently had my heart broken, worse than it's ever been broken before. Like, I thought I might marry this person, heartbroken, but it didn't work out, and I've been pretty wrecked over it. Uh, anyway, uh, my rich Dallas grandmother once gave me this advice. The best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else, and that's usually been my MO, to be honest. Safely, obviously, using protection and getting STD testing after each new partner and all that, but just basically being a big old slut. Um, but clearly there is not a way to do that responsibly during a pandemic. You know, it's not worth it to me to risk someone dying down the line just so I can drown my sorrows in some DX. Uh, I should also mention that I've lost all of my touring work, which has been a big part of my life for years now. And I don't want to become a full-blown alcoholic. I'd rather be a latent alcoholic. Thank you very much. So I've been hiking and camping and writing and playing music and all the activities and nothing is helping. So what is your advice for being heartbroken during a pandemic? Thanks. Oh, wow. I've been getting some rough ones lately, man. This is Mary. First off, thanks for calling. Thanks for being incredibly specific about everything. And I mean that. I I mean, like, it sounds like I'm being, you know, like TMI. It's never TMI, never on the show, because it's 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 uh, it's it's N E I on this show. It's always not enough. <laughs> you know, people, longtime callers or listeners will know this, but like I bitch about it almost every episode. Where someone's like, "Hey, uh, how do you be happy? My girlfriend doesn't like me. What should I do?" Boop. Like, what the? F- I don't. What the fuck do I say? You know. Yeah. So, first off, thank you for that. Uh, off the top of my head, I, I I can't address the pandemic thing. I think. Uh, my thing is if you if you try to fuck someone out of your heart it, it it for me it never really it never really worked and as well as i wanted it to and it always made me feel sad but that's just kind of me i don't know but uh i think maybe this is your chance to not to to not try that and to just hurt a little while i wish i could say something different but yeah. you the biggest thing about a heartbreak is and 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 any kind of tragedy and it is a tragedy it's one of those things we make fun of but it, it's a fuck it's awful it's it's like a car crash but you're 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 not physically injured it's 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 literally crushing so i think it's that thing where you just have to go uh this sucks this fucking sucks and it's gonna fucking suck for a little while and meanwhile i'm gonna camp and i'm gonna have a an adequate but not insane amount of alcohol and i'm gonna uh you know, but I'm not good drinking when I'm sad. I will say that I, I, it just never helps me because then I'm hung over the next day and I'm twice as sad and I'm, you know, but like, uh, I, I, I was thinking that this time, I'm, I'm sure, I think I've said this on the show, but I was a PA and I went to Quiznos and got sandwiches for a bunch of executives and they all gave me, uh, different credit cards and different, uh, envelopes of cash. So everyone in the line at Quiznos fucking hates me because I'm just giving them, okay, is this a new sandwich? Here, here, here. Because no one can buy each other sandwiches because it's Quiznos and it's so expensive if you're producing television. And so I, 
being facetious. So I, I, I got the sandwiches and I go outside and my, the meter was almost out of uh, time and I don't have my car keys and I don't know where I left them. They're on the sidewalk. There may be in a Quiznos. The Quiznos is packed full of people that hate me. I'm thinking if some, my cheek keys are in there, some guy took it and threw it in the trash, took my keys. I, I just say out loud, this fucking sucks. And I just laughed on the sidewalk. I just yelled that it sucked. And I went back and I found my keys. But that moment of there is no hope, this sucks so bad. But the fact that I said it helped. And I wish I could say more for you, Mary, but that's just my best advice right now. It sounds like you're taking care of yourself. Everyone's in a brutal area right now, especially us live performers. And hey, I hate to say hang in there. You know, but it yeah. just don't. And you, you sorry. You, no, you, this you, one you, cuts you, to like the real. I mean, it's like I could tell you what to do, but then I'd be like, "Do as I say, not as I do." Because aren't we all going through? Our, like I've said this a lot of times, yeah. um, but Steve Agee um, was also living in the desert the first few months of the pandemic, and we had like a front porch hang one day, and like his mother died a month or two into oh, man, yes, right. out of COVID, and he you know, had to deal with not being able to go back there and, and deal with funeral arrangements and everything. And he just said that, um, that uh, this thing has, has, it's like a Twilight Zone episode that's delivered each of us our own unique hell, which yes. is true. Like, we're all in hell. We're all in different hells, but we're all in so hell. True. Um, so yeah, Mary, it's like, whatever advice I, I would give you, I, I wish I could take for myself. Uh, I think, yeah, you do sometimes have to sit in the bad stuff. At, um, like even just recently, like I, I have no shared walls out here in the desert. And there was one night I was just really spinning about a lot of stuff. And uh, I just said out loud, like loudly, I am not doing well. <laughs> and it sort of like helped my, yeah. helped my night. I was just like said out loud to myself, I'm not doing well. I was like, that's true. And mm -hmm. it's sort of good to hear yourself say it out loud. Um, like, yeah, last year yeah. was the worst year of my life and I won Jeopardy. So um <laughs> <laughs> everything's everything's shit um but no i, I think I, even even the sorry one last thing so the, the please, getting please, please, please. get over someone get under someone even in non-covid times that probably isn't a great i'm not saying yes. i wouldn't also try it as a the same way you'd use alcohol as a as a crutch here and there but you know it's mm. obviously not a great long-term solution sometimes you just gotta sit through the shit sit yeah. in the shit uh, yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, and, and know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just going to take some time. And that sucks. It sucks. We, you, you know, I, I think we've all learned a little more patience than we wanted to have learned. And, and, yeah. and even now where it's like, we have a vaccine, it's taking too long. Yeah. We're yelling, hurry the fuck up. But we're also, we have, uh, someone in, in the, in the chief power position, that's not completely insane and not caring that people are dying. You know, it's like, it's like just that, yeah. like, okay you know and like you know a year ago i was just like losing my mind and 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 uh was was like everything is shutting down how long and and then you were like well when though yeah but when though yeah but when though and no one knew and and now it's still no one knows even after all this time and you know it's it's funny it, 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 i want just want to say one last thing about the the sitting in it and realizing because I mean, I talked about the, 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 the getting that, getting that, um, the miracle grow ad was like, you know, I hadn't really earned any money and that was a nice, a nice check, you know? And, uh, it was this thing of this in, in a moment I was 
kind of back in terms of uh, like, like really contributing to my child's future, mm-hmm. who's six months old. And so I was so, I was like, I was like, wow. And I, but I was more in shock than anything. And my wife went to go do like a, a, a workout and I'm in the kitchen and I was like cleaning and it was, it was like Captain Phillips where they're putting, where they're, he's the medical, it's over. The pirates are dead and they're, they're putting the bandages on him and stuff. And he just starts shaking and crying. I did that in my kitchen because I was just like, I, I, I couldn't believe it. And it, I only said that because it's like, it wasn't relief. It was just, I didn't realize how much I was hurting, how, how, how you sh- I shouldn't feel that way, but how ashamed of myself I was, you know, and that's for what? For comedy being gone, COVID's not my fault. Right, but like, right. It's still you can't change the way you feel. So that's I'll just to add that little caboose on to to our our train uh, is for Mary is that it's like you know like, like you 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 don't know you might not even know how bad you're hurting. And I'm not saying you need to dig in and really feel it, but you you got to feel it some and just go you know this is just going to suck for a while. Yeah. Accept, you know? accept yourself for having these bad feelings. Don't add mm-hmm. to the pain by also being like, I shouldn't be feeling yeah. this bad or something. Yeah. Like don't, that. yeah, like, exactly. Don't have that, that, you know, self, self-recrimination bullshit. You yeah. know? It doesn't, and, doesn't help anyone. And try to lean on friends. I know it's all virtual yes. and it's not the same, but you know, zoom with some people or play some, Yeah, I finally bought Jackbox and I've been playing some quiplash with people uh, on, on like a video call. If you want to join oh, in right some time, by the way, yeah, like that kind oh, of cool. stuff. It's like, oh, this is, this is what I was missing. That's right. I'm laughing with friends. It's been, a, mm-hmm. it's been a minute. So yeah, I, it's, it's expensive, but um, my, my wife's uh, company did a dr- uh, hamburger, Mary drag queen bingo. You can do that. And it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and like, Wait, what does that entail? Basically, if you go Hamburger Mary's is that, you know, uh, gay bar on in West Hollywood. They used to have one in Portland, actually. They have one in San Francisco, the original. And they have this drag queen bingo where this drag queen calls out the bingo. But it's, it's just innuendos flying constantly. And there's a really dry guy who's not in drag, who's just like, who's just like, okay. And he calls people out by their name. And he knows stuff about all of you because whoever... Uh, bought the package you give information about and it's usually for someone yeah. and so they'll make they'll they'll like b is for blah 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 who in 1982 once you know like little facts about people and stuff and so like yeah. everyone's drinking and everyone's cracking up and it's very very risque and very silly so like that's that's what prop definitely in top five zoom experiences <laughs> of awesome. this entire time. that's awesome so, anyway uh yeah so i hope that helps mary hang in there all right caller number two Hey, Matt. I'm a 37-year-old single, attractive woman living in Santa Monica, and I've always been really proud of my age. I've dated men in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, and I attract all of them in the wild, on the apps, just, uh, you know, every organic way possible. So I recently downloaded Hinge, and I was messing with the, the settings. And I realized that I accidentally changed my age to 30. Well, I didn't realize that until um, I was going about my business and an avalanche of likes started coming through on my phone, just like notifications were blowing up. So I go in and I look at these likes and it's 
the guys from my same demo, guys in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. So instead of changing my age, which hinge like makes you go through a whole age verification, you know, show your ID kind of thing, I started matching with and talking to all these guys. And the very first thing that I would tell them, I would disclose my real age. And every single time, it has not been a problem. They're like, yeah, cool, no worries. And it's been totally fine. So now I'm facing the moral dilemma. Do I revert back to my real age? I was still getting a great amount of likes, um, but this is like 10x now. So do I revert back to my real age or do I keep catching more fish Hmm. under false pretenses? (laughs) Thank you. Help me be a better person. Huh. Wow. Talk about shit. I don't even, I I love it when someone says an app and I don't even know what it is. Oh, you don't know what Hinge is? mm -mm, No. It's, I mean, how does does Hinge work? Slightly more civil than Tinder, I guess. I think it was one of the first ones to have like prompts for things instead of okay. just blanks. So you could uh, be easier to write something about yourself than to just have a blank canvas, I think was kind of its thing. Okay. I, I don't know. It's definitely more, it's more recent than Tinder and Bumble on the scene. Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to act like I don't know. I do know it and I have the app. I'm just saying, I don't know why, what, what it's like reason for existence outside of those two apps was. Bumble's yeah. the one where women have to go first. Oh. Tinder and Hinge don't require that. Sorry. Are you okay? Here, Rose. Yeah, she Rose, just, yeah. She, she, she bonked her bean, I think, on something. Oh, no. So she's got a, a great big head. I can relate, yes. Kara's in the back office holding her with, like, giving a face, like, sorry, she hit her head. Oh, so, I thought she's, she's hey, not giving you the face, yeah. like, resentful that you're doing a podcast. No, 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 no. no. We have, good. dude, this is, <laughs> I, I, get, I, get, I get it like an hour and a half per day that she'll cover the baby if I yeah. need it. And this is, this is, this is a uh, okay. saved space, but like, you know, and people don't give a shit if there's a little crying baby in the background. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, cause I thought hinge would be like, um, I know there's that, there's that one matching service for people that like, like, uh, threesomes or like, or they're polyamorous and stuff right, and right. be matched with a couple people at once. So I was just like, Oh, hinge. There you go. So someone's in the middle and, you, and I'm just like, Oh <laughs> no, <thought> that was- <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I can't even think of why they would pick hinge as the name. It's uh anyway. Um, it joins but no, people together. I man, don't know. This question, I almost want to recuse myself, but, um, mm-hmm. take it. Do you, do you have, no, no um, man, I kind of think, uh, I don't, I don't, I think I live in a world of some, of some, um, moral relativism. And I think that mm-hmm. there are, there are moral transgressions that are greater than others. Um, yep. I kind of don't think this is the biggest deal. Maybe it's because I've done that before. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, if you are not like keeping this ruse up for a long time, it's, I don't know. I, I, I let's, let's get really clinical about dating for a second and treat it like what it is in the world of apps, which is you could view all this sort of through the lens of, of behavioral economics kind of, right? Right. It's, it's So that first step, I get wanting to cast as wide a net as possible. If, sure. if, it's, if it's in a way that's as sort of harm-free as that. And if, again, and if you do come clean quickly thereafter, Mm, and yeah. that, that anybody who's like, well, fuck you for lying, they can leave. And then someone would say like, well, if you're going to come clean later, why not come clean earlier? Sure. And I would say that like, there's also just a dumb 
bias that we all have because right. of the number of digits humans have. We ascribe too much meaning to multiples of 10 and five. Yes. Yes. So I'm sure there's tons of people who have cutoffs in their ranges just based on multiples of 10, which is yeah. so arbitrary. And you might be like, why should I voluntarily Logan's run myself out of now? <laughs> I, I'm justifying my, my, reference. yeah, I'm justifying my own, um, what I consider slight moral transgressions on this one by saying this and whatever your listeners might hate me for admitting that I have done that, but no. never, never by a huge, by a huge amount, but about getting under the, under one of those cutoff things that uh, I get it. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, Look, and, and it's, it's, it's a fascinating uh, sociological experiment that she got an avalanche of likes by the same age dudes, both young and old, that yeah. she, was, she was younger. And, you know, what does that say about us? I mean, it says what we already knew about men. We're more shallow, but. Oh, no, um, it, says that, it says that people had in their, in their thing probably age range, 21 oh, yeah, to 30. Range, yeah, exactly. You but know, still, like that's, that's, that's the, you know, yeah. I guess. But. I mean, the fact the fact that she was so open about it and uh, was like was like I tell them right away and and tell them the story of what what, you know, I was like, oh, because the thing is, is it is it wrong if we had a court of law where it's like answer the question? Yes or no? Yes or no? Is it wrong? I guess I would have to say it's, yes. It's wrong. Yeah. But do these men really care? I don't think they care. I think this person is describing herself as really attractive and stuff and she doesn't sound like she's just she's bullshitting or you know just blindly egotistical or whatever and it's like i just don't think these dudes actually give a shit yeah um so no i i don't think this is the biggest deal i mean it's 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 definitely dishonest and, right undeniably dishonest I, yeah. I i i will there's there's a there's a time i was on a date and it, i think about this sometimes that like and I, I still think i had i i do definitely think i had a right to be angry but but we this is also back when i didn't have a lot of money and we i there's this girl i'd kind of been seeing and we we went out to uh uh jake's in portland for seafood and um i paid and it was for me then quite an expensive dinner yeah after we're done eating and i've paid she goes okay confession time and i go yes what, what's up but she goes i'm seeing my ex-boyfriend again and i wanted to be honest with you it's like but i paid for dinner hey and i'm not saying there's no part of me that was like you mean i don't get sex it was just like what the fuck i'm it, like what we yeah. already had what was established as a casual thing you know but it's like there's an understanding this is a romantic situation and why don't you tell me before we sat down we went out because i might have been like you know i don't really want to hang out or yeah. i might have gone to the restaurant with her and been like let's split it yeah you know what i mean yeah and it's like part of that makes me kind of feel a little bit like a scumbag but it's like it's just that the hairs of well what's right what's wrong am i mad at this person absolutely not I didn't even flip out on her or anything like that. Uh, but it, it's like with this situation, I think this is so much more innocuous than that. This is not that at all. This is not. But if you're you know, saying that because you want, want me not to feel bad, I'm saying what I'm talking about is dishonesty. So you don't have to like make. Oh, to sugar yeah. Coat. Yeah. But I'm yeah, saying it, what there are levels right. to your point. There's levels, I think, to dishonesty. I mean, that's why they call it a white lie. There's sometimes you you lie to someone not hurt their feelings and it's gonna you know things like that sometimes that's, but like 
Yeah. I think this is, I just, I don't, it's, it's, it's such a fucking brutal digital jungle. Right. I don't see the problem in, in you putting a slightly different age to fit in this window or her taking seven years off when she, I'm sure she looks that age anyway to get more fish as she put it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I have, I have friends who are into um, radical honesty, which I don't, think is actually a you know about the that that theory i think it's a recipe for some really painful relationships because like uh, the civilization gets by on on white lies like if we do away yeah. with white lies we are suddenly in a brutal brutal world well and, and not uh, even just not, white this, lies. Yeah. not maybe not saying anything right you know right. just yeah. don't tell this person uh you 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 find them annoying or whatever the whatever radical honesty would be right where yeah. it's like true Truth is somehow just so pure and people have to fucking hear it. Like, that's insane. It's really like, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if, okay, sure. If you need to do an intervention for a friend, yes, it's time for brutal honesty. You know, if, if, uh, you're, 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 you're dealing with litigation with someone and they're, they're completely in the wrong. Yes. You know, there are all, there are times for that. Yeah. It's like, it, it's the, the, the brutal it just makes me seem like it, it, it to me it just it just seems like it's someone who just they just they'd like to be an asshole more it's and they're kind of like, giving you license yeah and that yeah there's always just people that are just like hey i just sit, tell it how it is tell i say how it is and it's just like no you're kind of a prick you don't yeah. have to say all this stuff to people <laughs> which i know that's not directly analogous to what we're talking about but like okay i would say one last thing about this like if your pool the, the pool you were starting with at your true at your true age was already huge which yeah. I'm sure like from on the women's side and the men's side, it's different pool size to begin with. Mm -hmm. So if your pool was already huge, I guess maybe there's not as much reason to want to sort of game that first step of the system. But I can imagine a scenario where one might already have a very small pool for whatever reason, right. you know, whatever boxes they tick or don't tick, their pool is already very small. And in that sort of situation, I'm like, why, why would that person voluntarily narrow their already narrow pool when they could right. just do this one thing to at least give themselves a shot and then mm -hmm. hopefully make up for it later? Again, I'm just defending a thing that I admit is morally wrong, but I just think scale. I, pre I, I appreciate the, that, the fact uh, that you that you are you you're someone who who is familiar with it, and I think yeah. a lot of people listening to this are like, oh, yeah, I do that, you know, and yeah. it's just so, like I I think you probably have something else that it, not that you should feel ashamed for things in your life, but you probably have something worse than that. And that probably right. isn't that big of a deal. So I'm saying this isn't that big of a deal. And I realize now it's hard for me to be like, yeah, Jeopardy players do it for the purity of the game. Also scrape a couple years off your age. Yeah, but age. you didn't. Different thing. <laughs> Different thing. This person did not call in and be like, I had someone giving me the answers. The microchip <laughs> in my ear. That would be amazing. That'd be amazing if someone was like, I just kept it to seven games one. That's all. I wasn't going to go crazy. <laughs> what? The guy, the guy, funny, you mispronounced Ozymandias. I've mispronounced almost any, all of it because my friend didn't know how to read the words. I don't know trivia at all. That's my secret. You heard it here on This Might Help. I uh, cheated on Jeopardy. Someone grabbed that audio out of this and sent it to the producers. This is not... You know, it's so hard to get like uh, ears on your podcast because it's, there's a billion of them, and it's just like you know, you it's it it just takes one kind of thing to kind of break you and and be big and stuff, and like that would do it. That would <laughs> if you were just like, yeah, I fucking cheated, fuck it. Just like, pull pull down this chart right here, and I have a 
telescoping thing to point at how it all worked. Like, yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be a while before people uh, caught me, you know, because I have a decent <laughs> listenership, but I'm no Joe Rogan. Like it's, it would not, <laughs> it would be, it'd be like weeks and people would be on the news like, why did it take so long? <laughs> well, he gets about eight to 10,000 downloads. It's not bad, <laughs> but it's not 20. Now, your mom's house, <laughs> but was on there. Right, sure. Yeah. Front but, page news. Okay. Yeah, but so I don't, uh, to, to you and the caller, it's, I don't see the problem. I mean, I think it in the, not that the end just justifies the means in, in most things, but I think in this case, dude, if, if you or her end up with somebody that is like your lifelong, and they're and 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 your your jokey story to say like your kids or you know if you don't have kids to your close family or friends is this one you know said she, she said she was right. 30 she was 37 she was so beautiful i didn't care and look at us now you know like right it's who cares yeah again if you're really who cares? as long as you're not keeping up a ruse and it's second family for decades yeah, it's like right. it's, <laughs> She's going to call in again and be like, I also have three other husbands that don't know about each other. Like, right. Shit. She's like, you said morals don't matter. It's like, we never. Uh, yeah. God time, damn it. time into place. <laughs> Awful. Okay. So, we, so we got, we got one more. Uh, anything you want to plug before we get into this call besides, besides the podcast? I mean, you say the podcast. Well, yeah, the, the, uh, the podcast, probably science I do with Matt Kirshen. We've been doing weekly since early 2012. Um, and I think it's a lot of fun. We talk about science news stories with comedians or sometimes have actual scientists on like Neil deGrasse Tyson was on. We had the commander of the international space station. Um, you can find that probably science wherever you find podcasts. And I just restarted a podcast. I'd taken a couple year break from, with TJ Chambers called Twinsies, where we look at twin film phenomena, like your deep nice. impacts in Armageddon's, and we oh, sort of compare it. and contrast and, and analyze, like, why did these things, why did 1989 need four different body switching movies? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's look That's up Twinsies. Um, we just restarted with Dante's Peak and Volcano last week. So that was uh, one, of the, one of the granddaddies of the twin films. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not movies about twins. It's no, no, no. Came out at the same time. Yeah. Just like each other. Like we've done the Prestige and the Illusionist, Ants oh, and the yeah. Bugs sure, Life. Sure. We had Guy Branaman to do uh, to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar and Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Queen of the Those Desert. Yeah. Road tripping mm -hmm. drag movies from '93. Like why then? Why? Yeah. Why that? It's you know. Wild. It's Very so wild. Strange. There's so many of them. Mm -hmm. Twinsies, yeah. as that's called. Okay. So check out check out Twinsies. And probably science. Okay. So uh, with that said, uh, roll last call, Renee. Uh, hey, Matt. Uh, uh, I don't know if you need my name or not. I guess not. All I can say is that we met before. Uh, I was a bartender for you when you just showed in Oklahoma City. Um, you came to the bar to see my friend zone. Uh, you know, I really, I really don't know why. Uh, yesterday, I'll just tell all preface. Yesterday was uh, one of the best days ever. Me and my buddy, we started a film duo. We started we were making short films, and we got our first music video uh, for an actual musician, not just like a local guy. It's a real deal. You know, guys oh. been on bites and all that stuff, and you know, it was a great day. And then you know, today, I wake up and I, you know, it's one of those days where it feels off, and I find out one of my one of my best friends he he, he killed himself yesterday, and. You know, I 
we were supposed to hang out last week, and you know life gets busy. You don't make you make plans for the time. She thinks there's gonna be more time, and there's not. And I guess I'm I'm out calling. How do you how do you how do you kind of move on from that that feeling of of guilt? Yeah, I feel like I don't even like all all of the good stuff from the day before just feels tainted and shitty. No, no. I guess I'm just wondering what you you know what you do. I don't even know why. Uh, I'm probably shocked to a therapist honestly, but therapy sucks. And so, well, it's not so true, but huh. right now it sucks because today sucks, and I just would rather yeah. hear from a comedian. Anyways. You know, keep up the awesome work. Comedy's great. And uh, we're both in Portland. Portland fucking rocks. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I'm so glad you called in. First off, yes, when you can, please please talk to a therapist if you can, if you can swing it. Um, and at least talk to close friends. First off, throw the guilt right out the window. You have nothing to do with this person, your friend, who took his own life. Whatever led to that was in in him and nothing you put there. You sound like you are always a good friend and life does get in the way, especially now. It's impossible to hang out with anyone in the way we once knew. Um, I I feel honestly honored that you called and on, on my show uh, at this horrible, horrible moment in your life. Just know this will pass. And the, when I had a friend die, I've had a few friends die. Uh, I, I can't say I've had intentional suicide i've had friends die by killing themselves through substances um and relatives but uh which is kind of a slow suicide i suppose but i'm I'm kind of splitting hairs but i I will say the thing that stands out for me is there was a guy who died uh named uh gustavo who worked at the bar i work with and worked at in chicago and he died in a motorcycle accident and I went to a party we all threw and uh, for kind of to, to, to toast him and everything. I went to his funeral as well and things. But I remember feeling like, what is the, what is the point when someone that wonderful and so kind uh, can die? How, I, not, what is the point of me feeling good? What is the point of me celebrating or enjoying, you know, an alcohol buzz or, or friendship? And the, the, some kind of wisdom in, in me that I don't I didn't have at that age and still I don't have enough just said to me, what would you do if you what would you want for your friends to be like? Would you want them to be killing themselves over the sadness inside? Would you want them to be hurting all the time? Would you not want them to be proud of themselves through their genuine achievements? Or would you want them to still celebrate those things in their honor? And I think your friend would be like that, too friend it was proud of you i think your friend will will be proud of you and i think you should you work for that and that's a huge thing that you and your 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 producing partner or your creative partner are, are are doing i think that's incredible so i'm not saying uh you're gonna forget your friend or anything like that but these are you these are two two totally different things so don't think you can't enjoy the one it's gonna taint it it's how can it not it's so recent but just keep that in mind it really helps me when I've lost one, someone to think of what they would want me to be doing, you know, and I feel like that's, that could be interpreted as selfish, but I don't, I honestly don't think it is. 
Andy, what do you think? Um, yeah, this is out of my area of expertise for like real advice. I can just say that I've been there. I lost my oldest friend in comedy to suicide last summer and it's yeah. fucking brutal. I've lost like four close friends in the last year to various uh, things. And I don't know. I would say, I, I think your attitude about therapy is wrong. It doesn't suck. It's great. And I've been Googling quickly to try to find, I know that there are places if you're hard up cash wise that offer I don't know if this is the best link, but there's the um, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, uh, which has a national helpline, 800-662-HELP. That's 662-4357. But I mean, yes, I would say talk to a therapist. Um, we're yeah. idiots. I'm an idiot, at least in terms no, of- me too, uh, me too, me too. I, I, just I feel like I feel like I, I might have said too much, but- I <laughs> No, 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 no. I did just go from my perspective and what things that have got me through. I wasn't That's judging all. at all. I was just no, saying no, like, no. if I, I had actual great advice on this, I would give it to myself because it's also been a hard year um, for that, yeah. for, for me and for my friends. Um, but yeah, obviously you have to go on. You have to, I wouldn't say you have to go on with your life. This is a new thing that you're going to have to deal with and things are, aren't going to be easy for a while. But um, yeah, I think you can still allow yourself the joys, the daily joys that life brings where you can find them. Cause what's the alternative, you know? So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry about your friend. It's brutal. It's a hard time for everybody, obviously. And um, ugh, I wish I had some funny shit to say too, but yeah. serious, no, no kidding aside. Therapy is not something that you should look down on or have any, I don't, I don't know if you were like thinking it was like a sign of weakness or anything, but anybody who does that's silly. Yeah. You should, if you can find uh, a way to do it. And if you guys, before you put this up, if there is a different number to call, cause I know there are so many free well, also, cost they, therapies. They, they are, right? they are a, they, they are a, a sponsor. One of the sponsors of the show we get sometimes is a thing called BetterHelp. And if you go to oh. betterhelp.com, they will, they, they will not only you can, you can get financial assistance. They'll find somebody that's right for what you are after. Yeah. You know, so. so please do that and don't yeah. feel any guilt about doing that. It's really yeah. useful yeah. and you'll be glad you did. And, but I'm, again, I'm so sorry about your friend, um, but yeah. also congratulations on what's going well in your life. Those things don't go away because of other bad things happening. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. look, I'm just glad we're ending on a high note. <laughs> no, there's the joke. Ugh. I'm a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> No, uh, hey, hang in there, man. And, uh, you know, you could have said your name if you wanted to and say, you know, the when, when, when the day we met and all that jazz. So, but yeah, Port, you're right. Portland does rock. So, I, hey, I hope you're feeling better now, but thanks for calling. Um, so, uh, so that's it, brother. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, Andy. This was yeah, this was yeah. so, so, so fun. And we, well, I, I feel like I've been, I've been kind of <laughs> a little, a little bit snow blind in terms of, our calls because I'm re I'm just realizing now after so many episodes I'm like why do I keep getting these depressing calls and they're not all depressing <laughs> but it's like fucking read the room longer <laughs> you know like it, there's there's it's it's a tough time so it's it's yeah I, I'm glad I I'm glad I had someone as 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 fun as you on to kind of you know uh, wade through the waters with me and make me kind of go oh okay. for some reason I just got perspective yeah it's so many of the calls were so rough. It's just everybody's in their own different hell, but it's still hell. So yeah, that's exactly. it's, it's depressing to say, but it's also sort of heartening because it's like the same thing yeah. as just yelling out, I'm not doing well. Sometimes you're uh -huh. just like, oh, 
that's right. I'm not. And that's okay. That's we're all yeah. not doing well right now. Yes. <laughs> you can be like, I'm, I'm not doing well. I'm unhappy as fuck. And I'm actually 37. And I hope you don't mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> with that. But thanks, man. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks Good for having me. You. Good to see you too. Well, that was fun. I love having an old friend on and uh, kind of showing them the ropes on uh, This Might Help. And just for old time's sake, fuck you, Andy. If you have any advice needs, give me a call and leave me a message at 323-763-0228. That's 323-763-0228. I didn't mean it, Andy. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.